You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Pie catcher. A series of true stories of the unceasing search for enemy spies in water based on the memoirs of Lieutenant Colonel Oreste Pinto of the Allied Counterintelligence Service. This week's story is entitled Neutral Ground. The part of Colonel Pinto is played by Bernard Archer. In the spring of 1943, when my department was at its busiest, I had a call from a very senior intelligence officer. It was an unexpected visit, and it was to have unexpected results. But the meeting began in a most informal way. Oh, morning, sir. Morning, Pinto. It's a friendly visit. Yeah. Yeah, sit down. No need for ceremony. Oh, thank you, sir. How's it going? Oh, quite well, sir. We're keeping up to date. Overdoing it? No, I don't think so. A rather short task, but we're coping all right. Hmm. How, uh... Long is it uh, since you've had leave, Colonel? Oh, not since before the war, sir. At least three years. Much too long. You'll be getting the admin people into trouble. And you take your leave. Oh, I'm afraid we're much too busy, sir. It takes us all our time to keep up with routine. Ah, that's just the point. I've been talking to the M.O. He's rather worried about you. Tells me you're losing weight. Put you down to overwork. He's been watching you in a mess, too. Says you're getting jumpy. They both prescribe a spot of leave. What about it? Well, if you'll permit me, sir, I disagree. I'm quite fit. I know the work of this headquarters. And this is not the time to take a holiday. It couldn't be done. You know the old army saying, Pinto, no man should be indispensable. Suppose you had a breakdown. Supposing I had to put in a confidential report saying that, well, that you should be transferred to a lighter job. Well, sir, if you feel like that... Good. So you'll apply for leave. If you say so, sir. Today? Yes, I'll make an application today. Good. And I'll see if I can get you extra staff. Now, have a good holiday. Thank you, sir. And have a good rest. Uh, yes, sir. Oh, sorry, sir. Uh, quite all right, Captain. Come in. I'm just leaving. Oh, thank you, sir. Hmm. Brigadier. Yes. Another case, sir? No. Well, we've enough on our plate already, sir. Here's today's batch. Just come in. Five escapers from Belgium. Let's see. 
Well, they seem all right, sir. Good. You may have to deal with this patch yourself. I'm going on leave. Leave, sir? Mm, the M.O. says I'm losing weight and getting jumpy. You think so? No, sir. And the brigadier just prescribed leave. <laughs> there are no buts. It's an order. When, sir? Immediately. You seem to think I'm falling to pieces. <laughs> Where will you go, sir? I don't know. Is there any suggestions? Well, there isn't much you can do nowadays, sir. Most of the coast towns are restricted. Fishing? I don't fish. Golf? No, don't play golf. Oh, I think I'll go to Ayala. It's the nearest neutral country. No rationing, no blackout. Tons of butter and eggs. I'll gorge myself and put on two stones. That should please the M.O. Well, don't forget the poor relations, sir. You can send that food parcel, sir. <laughs> I won't forget. Uh, do you know anyone over there, sir? Uh, Tim O'Reilly. Do you remember him? Mm, yes, he's in the tank corps, sir. I thought he was in the desert. Oh, he was wounded at Alagala. He was invalided out about uh, six, seven months ago. Went back to Ayala. Oh, nice to see him again. Oh, he was a great fisherman, wasn't he, sir? Well, I didn't say I was against fishing. I could always sit and watch. <laughs> but um, air is neutral, sir. Do you think it's safe for you to go there? Why? Well, you need all sorts of papers and identifications, and there's still a German embassy there and consulate. My identity papers say I'm Frank Jackson. Oh, yes, of course, sir. And I think I could concoct a suitable cover story for myself for a quiet holiday. And I think you should start on this batch of reports. All right, sir. Uh, Captain. Yes, sir? you get me some good books on Irish folklore? Yes, sir. As my assistant had said, a visit to a neutral country could be dangerous. But as ordered, I applied for leave, and it was granted immediately. Within three days, I was in error, looking forward to walking again in lighted streets and ordering an unrationed meal. I found my old friend, Tim O'Reilly, and, of course, he took me fishing. Hello. You can just sit there and take it quiet and watch me. Uh, what do you expect to catch around here, Tim? I was about to ask you the self-same question. Me? Oh, I'm on holiday, Tim. I can assure you it's not a busman's holiday. No strings attached. I just want to eat and sleep and get fat. Do you know? Hmm. Well, I'm after a trout. A big, fat trout. It lives in, in that pool down there. In half an hour, with a bit of luck... I'll have a mouth of it. <laughs> Isn't that a lot of trouble for one trout? Uh, nothing's a trouble in Ireland. We'll have them for supper. Uh, how's the leg, Tim? Oh, all right. Stiff, but uh, I'll say this far. It's a damn good barometer. <laughs> Is it going to rain? No. No, no, this one's special. It, uh, it tells me when the weather's going to be good. Well, now, tell me about your holiday. I told you. I don't think you have. You're a wily old bird, arrested. Uh, Jackson. Frank Jackson. All right, you're a wily old bird, Frank Jackson, but you haven't fooling me. <laughs> Why not? We know all about this spy. What spy? Well, this place is stiff with Germans. Well, you just expect that. You're neutral. Anyway, how many Germans? Three or four. Oh, more than that in Dublin. Ah, to hell with Dublin. I'm talking about here, Dundalk. Between here and the border. Between here and Castle Blaney. There are Germans. Mm, and I've no doubt they're here with official permission and on official business. I believe you mean it. Mean what? Did you just come here to stop yourself and get fat? That's right. Look here, Arrested. It's Frank. If you're pulling me leg... Look, will you come and meet someone this evening? A friend of mine. Mm, always seems to meet a friend of yours. What's his name? Father Devlin. 
He has a parish just outside the town. He knows everything that goes on around here. Now, will you come and meet him? Whatever you say. And I'll get this trout out, and we'll take it round to him. We'll have it for supper. Whatever you say. Oh, that was a lovely dinner. Oh, worth going away for. Yes, it was a lovely trout, Tim. Well worth all the trouble of catching them. It took nearly half an hour to land them, Father. And now, to the best of my knowledge, it's taken you four weeks to land them. <laughs> well, that's the sport of it, Father. Well, now, let's have a little drink to wash it down. You take whiskey, Mr. Jackson? Yes, please. Uh, do you find this much of a change from England, Mr. Jackson? I hope you won't, Father. I want you to tell him about the trouble we're having on the border. Actually, you know as much as I know myself, but he won't believe me. He's got to believe your reverence now. And I wouldn't like to match my information against yours. Mm, yeah, that might be true enough. Now, uh, there's your drink, Mr. Jackson. Help yourself to water. Oh, thank you. Now, what is it you wanting to know? He doesn't want to know anything. He won't listen to me. I want you to tell him. Now, it happens, Father, that he's an old friend, and he's an expert on spies. Mm-hmm. It also happens, Frank, that Father Devlin knows everything that goes on around here. Yeah, I wish I did, Tim. But if there's a story to tell, where do we begin? Tell him, Father, there are too many Germans around, and some of them too near the border. But he won't listen to now, me. All I said to Tim was that two or three Germans are not a lot. Well, not in a neutral country, and you are neutral. You turn me foot. I was three years in a tank or in the western desert. Now, there is trouble, Mr. Jackson, and Tim's all for doing something about it. But there isn't much we can do. You see, it's hard to put a finger on it. We're near the border, and there's a lot of talk going round. Well, maybe talk's too big a word. The fact is, something's going on, and nobody's quite sure what it is. Or sure I know myself. Nobody knows, but everybody knows, if you know what I mean. What kind of talk? About these Germans, and, and plotting trouble on the border and over the border. You mentioned a spy. Did you mean that? And do you know who he is? We have a damn good idea. Calls himself a Swiss gentleman, if you please. Came here about four months ago. Eh? Well, now, the locals call him Mr. Miller, but by rights, he's a Mr. Muller. Do you know why he's here? To build a factory, he says. He looks here and he looks there, and always he's looking near the border. Now he's up at Castle Plain, he's looking for a place for this factory. What kind of factory, do you know? He's going to turn our fine Irish milk into milk chocolate. <laughs> or so he says. Well, the Swiss are experts at that, perhaps it's true. But it's a strange project, the wartime. And it's a strange place to want to build this factory up there on the border. And there's trouble being made for you just across that border. Now, you must know about that. You think he's an agent, an active German agent? We know there's an agent. This might be the man. Hmm. What's your interest in it? It causes trouble. We get people into trouble. And we don't want it here. We don't want it anywhere. But for a start, we don't want it here. Look, we're handing you a spy on a plane. Now, someone you think is a spy or an agent. You're the expert. Check on him and tell us if we're right. You said he was getting people into trouble. Well, but one of my parishioners, Paddy Flynn. But that's not so important. Now, what about Paddy Flynn? Well, he's working for this Mr. Miller, as he calls him. And he's getting more money than it's good for him. What kind of money? Enough to keep him in Gallagher's bar all evening. And part of the afternoon, too. And standing around to drink for the first time in his life. Do you know why he gets this money? Or what he does for it? Oh, well, Paddy does this. Uh, taps his nose. Which means it's not for milking the cows. <laughs> Is there a radio transmitter anywhere in the district? A private one, you mean? Yes. Well, if there was, I'd have heard about it. But the guard would. Our police are no fools, you know. Don't they know about this? We'd like them to know, if we were sure. I hope this isn't delicate ground, Father, but um, 
the IRA is strongly anti-British. Now, would its members help the German agents? They would. I have no doubt they would. And maybe they are. Hmm. Where is this Mr. Miller? At this very moment, he's in a hotel at Castle Blaney, on the border. Look, Frank, would you go up there and check on him? Well, if he is an agent, what am I supposed to do? Chuck him under my arm and bring him back? No. No, just tell me. I didn't spend three years no, fighting no, no, against no, no, it. No, 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 Tim, there are other ways. But we must be sure if it is Miller. It was me asking a lot of questions. I couldn't pass for an Irishman. At dinner, you said you were interested in Irish folklore. No, the Irish are great talkers once you get them started. And that's a good way to get them started. Hmm, but I don't know enough. I can help you with that. Hmm. Will you go? Yes. Ah, good. Now, I'll get John Joe to drive you there in the morning. He knows the way like the back of his hand. Well, let's talk about folk tales. I must get them right. Yes. And let's have another drink while we talk. Late next morning, the local jarby, John Joe Lynch, called for me and we set out in his pony and trap for the border. It was a pleasant morning, but this matter of seeking out an enemy agent in a neutral country was not as simple as my friends thought. In error, both sides had friends, and I had no official backing for what I was about to do. After a time, John Joe, being a talkative old Irishman, began to quiz me, first about my friendship with Father Devlin, then my friendship with Tim O'Reilly, and then about England and my reason for being here. I mentioned my interest in folklore, which was my cover story, and he turned out to be a bit of an expert himself. Oh, it's an interesting thing indeed, sir, that educated men like Father Devlin and yourself should be knowing all these strange stories. But I'm becoming a stranger one myself. Whoa there. Whoa now. Stand, girl. You see that road to the left, sir? Yeah. Now, that's the shortest way to Castle Glen, but it's also the longest, and I'll tell you for why. It crosses the border into Ulster, and there's guards at the border, and they'll search the trap, and they'll ask questions, and they'll fill in papers, and they'll stamp them. Uh, something to do with the war, they say. And a few miles further on, it crosses the border again back into Era, yeah. and there's guards there, and they'll search the trap, and they'll ask questions, and they'll fill in papers, and they'll stamp them. I'm sure it will be the longest shortcut you ever took. <laughs> no, this road to the right is the longest way, but it's also the quickest, if you know what I mean. Well, no. Which way would you like to go, sir? We won't cross the border. Just as you say, sir. Come on, now. Lift them, me, girls. Is it always as quiet as this along the border? Oh, most times, sir. Most times, except at night. Huh? What happens at night? Ah, that's when the business is done. The smuggling, you know, the butter and eggs and things like that. Is there much smuggling? Oh, a bit here and there. For the folks in the north, you know. We don't want any part of the war, but we just can't let them starve, man, can we? Is it easy to slip across the border at night? As easy as going to market. Just sometimes the lads get impatient and they just take some cattle and drive them over on the hoof and sell them. You know. Oh, you can do it easy enough if you know the way. This was disturbing news. If the border with Northern Ireland was as open as John Joe said, then I felt that I must take a look at Mr. Miller. Eventually, we found the hotel, a comfortable, old-fashioned hotel, and I prepared for the job on hand. Whoa there! Whoa now! Stand, girl. 
Well, here you are, sir. Uh, thank you. Will I be calling for you later, sir? Uh, I don't know. It depends. I'm sure Father Devlin will let me know if I'm needed. Goodbye to you, sir. Goodbye. Come on, on with you, girl. Good afternoon. My name is Jackson. I understand that um, I have a room as well. Yes, sir. Will you sign the register, sir? It's room number five. Uh, thank you. You're just too late for lunch, sir. But would you like something to eat? I could probably get you... Oh, Mr. Muller. Yes, Mrs. Finn. There's a letter for you, sir. Oh. Here it is, sir. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Finn. Will you be in for dinner this evening, sir? Yes. Uh, about seven. Oh, I beg your pardon. <laughs> That's all right. Now, would you like something to eat, Mr. Jackson? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, thank you, Mrs. Finn. Very good, sir. Here's your key, sir. Thank Room you. number five. And dinner is at seven o'clock. I settled in at the hotel and then decided to see the town and the border. There were less than half a dozen guests at the hotel, and it was simple enough later to get into conversation with Mr. Miller. He was an intelligent, pleasant-looking man and typically Nordic. After dinner, I invited him to have coffee with me. He accepted, and he seemed to know that I had sought him out. Well, it's brought up in quiet enough, will it, Phil? No, of course. Excuse me, sir. Will you have coffee in here, sir? Uh, yes, Mrs. Finn. Brandy? Please. And two glasses of brandy, please. Yes, sir. I'll bring it straight away, sir. <laughs> so, uh, you know Switzerland, Mr. Jackson. You know Zurich? Yes, very well. Yeah? Unfortunately, no, not so well. You would find it most interesting in your researches. You must tell me about your researches. Bern is also very ancient, many legends, and very beautiful. But perhaps I'm biased. It is my native city. Mm -hmm. How do you like Ireland, Mr. Miller? Delightful. But a business trip is not always a holiday. The Irish people are delightful, too, but not as businesslike as one would wish. <laughs> Have you been here long? I came only in July. From Bern? From Bern. Here you are, sir. Ah, oh, thank you, Mrs. Finn. Uh, that's all right. I'll pour. Very good, sir. Black or white? Uh, black, please. Thank you. And your brandy. Oh, thanks. Uh, how long will you be with us, Mr. Jackson? Oh, just a day or two. Perhaps until the end of the week. Uh... Short holiday? Yes. From uh, England? Yes. To study this ancient history you spoke for? Yes. I also have friends here with similar interests, and it's important to keep in touch. You must tell me about your studies. Certainly, if you're interested. In this part of Ireland, the legends are mostly concerned with um, a great hero. Mythical? Yes. Named Cahoolan. I have heard this mentioned. Uh, he was a warrior, the great champion. Also, there was a bull, a brown bull, called the Brown Bull of Kelney. This bull was over the border in Ulster. It belonged to um, Dara. It was supposed to have magical qualities. Well, some of the people on this side of the border thought that they'd cross over and attack and take possession of it. Of course, it became known, and there was no doubt that Cahoolan would be called upon to defend the bull. 
and Cahulan had never been defeated in battle. But the people on this side were equally determined, and they had a plan. Hmm, most interesting. You must tell me how it ends. Well, of course, it's a kind of history, really, prehistory. This contest for the bull is one of the great Celtic legends. In fact, it's the contest between night and day, or between light and darkness. In the story, the forces of light were across the border? Yes. And, of course, the forces of light must always win. How would the story go now when it is dark over there at Blackout, and the light is here in, in County Monon? <laughs> well, that's an interesting point. I take it that you are also interested in modern history. You mean the war? Well, it's difficult not to be interested. How are things in England, Mr. Jackson? Well, very good. Most encouraging. And improving all the time. But, of course, uh, I may be biased in this. Have you had experience of the night bombing? Oh, that's something we don't talk about. I'm sorry. It is called uh, careless talk. Yes. I, I should not have asked. As a neutral, what's your opinion of it all? I think it's not my concern. An air is neutral, too. I must respect my host. Oh, you must have been asked often enough. Oh, yes, many times. I think it is very sad when two great nations find themselves inevitably locked in a life-and-death struggle. I find it distressing. You say inevitably. Do you mean unnecessarily? Well, it must be. Don't you think so? I don't know. I was asking you. You ask many questions, Mr. Jackson. It would seem that you're... Excuse me, Mr. Moore. Yes, yes, what is it? There's a phone call for you. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Finn. Uh, excuse me, please. Certainly. If you will come with me, Mr. Moore, I'll show you where you can come. I was now certain that Miller was a German agent. But just as I was starting my attack on him, we were interrupted. Removing an enemy agent in a neutral country is a delicate and dangerous game. Governments don't like it, and the agent usually has many friends. I prepared my plan by sending a telegram. It was an innocent telegram to Tim O'Reilly, but it would do. I handed it to Mrs. Finn and waited for Miller to return. He was very confident, and if my suspicions were correct, I knew he must return to the fight. They wished me to spend the evening with them, but I declined. I see. More coffee? Uh, no, thanks. Now, what were we saying? Well, you were saying that I asked many questions. Yes. Too many? Perhaps. And you've returned to find out why. Tell me why. You've returned because you want to know who I am. And you suspect that I know who you are. Please go on. I shall, Mr. Miller. And I'll come straight to the point. Most people have some little habit that they hardly notice. Some constantly finger their necktie. Some touch their lapel. You, Mr. Miller, have the habit of playing with the top button of your waistcoat. You've done this several times since we met, and at particular times. May I examine it? Why? You think I'm being impertinent? Yes. If you're quite free to leave, you can go away. But if you want to know who I am, you must stay and take my questions. Who are you? I'll be quite frank with you, Mr. Miller. We give our agents buttons like that, too. But we try to ensure that they don't fiddle with them. I believe you've got the idea from us. 
For our pilots and air crew who might crash in enemy territory, we put in the button a small compass. For our agents, we put in a poison pill. If in danger from a person like me, you can give it to me. If the danger is even greater, you can take it yourself. But I hasten to assure you that the danger is not so great. May I examine it? No? Then shall we continue our conversation? Yes. If it is now my turn to talk. Go on. We are in a neutral country, Mr. Jackson, and I, at least, am the citizen of a neutral state. Are you? Go on. Whatever you may think, my papers and credentials are in order. I am a protected person. Are you? I also have many friends. We both have friends. While you were on the telephone, Mr. Miller, I took care to send a telegram to a friend. You can ask Mrs. Finn. This friend tells me that the border here is so open, if you know it well, that at night you can smuggle cattle across, and even people. How would you like to be taken to Northern Ireland, Mr. Miller? My papers are in order. I can go there any time. Not now. I can go to England if I wish. You should try. You come here to tell me this? I've come here to tell you that you're a German agent. Now, you may be a Swiss businessman, but I doubt it. You're here on the Irish border as a German agent. You have come to do something about this? Yes. To see that you're removed. Now, let's be reasonable about this, Mr. Miller. Now that we know who you are, you won't be much use to your employer. Oh, in some neutral countries, you might still be safe. In Spain or in Portugal. But not here. <laughs> we have too many friends. I can give you a choice. I can have you removed, or you can remove yourself. This would be easier for you. And for you, Mr. Miller. I will think about it. How long are you staying, Mr. Jackson? Until you leave. Hmm. Brandy, Mr. Jackson? <laughs> if you'll let me have that button first. You don't trust me. Then perhaps you would like to order the brandies. I think we'd both need a drink. Next morning, Anton Miller had checked out of the hotel. In the afternoon, I phoned the airport at Dublin and learned that he had left for Lisbon. There was no doubt that Anton Miller was a German spy. But there was nothing more I could do except to return to Dundalk and hope that, until the war was over, my chief would never hear about my busman's holiday. You've been listening to Spy Catcher with Bernard Archard as Colonel Oreste Pinto. The script was written by Robert Barr and the program produced for the BBC by Charles Mack. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.